So, hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Saladcast with myself, Glenn Price, and I'm joined as usual by Ollie Warner. How are you, Ollie? Yeah, I'm good, Glenn, enjoying the sun. A nice weekend, apart from the football, but um, yeah, all, um, all good fun. <laughs> and um, yeah, this week we're joined by a guest. Yes, uh, in my front room, the usual Saladcast uh, studio that we record in, I'm joined by Rob Fox, known as Foxy to Blue and Amber members. Um, yeah, welcome oh, to the podcast, Rob. Fred in his shed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, yes, so uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast, Rob. Yeah, thanks very much for inviting me. And uh, yeah, it's nice actually, Ollie, for us to get. Uh, we've obviously had quite a lot of our friends on over the years that we've sort of got to know through the football, and I've obviously got to know Rob through the football over the years through various things, um, such as the Blue and Amber message board. And Rob's from a from a different generation, shall we say? And it's nice to sort of have someone who's who's had a view of. She's been playing football over the last sort of 30, 40, 50 years, really. Maybe not that many, Rob. But um, you've certainly been going a long time, haven't you? What, what sort of generation did you start going to watch the football? Well, the f- first, um, first game was 69-70 season. Wow. But um, I wasn't predominantly a, a Shrewsbury fan because uh, my dad was uh, an Evertonian and <laughs> he was in the RAF and uh, I used to just look up the results yeah, there you in go. RAF Larbrook and then we moved to Shrewsbury. The six, I think it was the 68-69 season, the town were rooted at the bottom of the third division, Crikey. cut adrift, and then the last eight or nine games they pulled off a great escape and we noticed it and we thought, oh, we'll go down and have a look. There you go. Town fan ever since, really. There you go. So, so your dad, go. similar to us, I suppose, it's family, isn't it? It's usually town football club. Yeah. You, you start yeah. watching it with your family, don't you? Obviously, you've been to a lot of shoot tag games over the years then, so what, what for you is the, the crowning game that you always sort of remember as, as, the, as the best game you ever saw? I think for me the the game that sticks out has got to be the Exeter game. Ah, yeah, we go. It has to be that game, yeah. and then it's all the ones that people my age group will say. Obviously, the the, the FA Cup quarter final against yeah. Wolves. Um, I think the the game at the Britannia was a was a massive game for Huge town. I, I look at it now, and you know we got <laughs> there by hook or crook, really. And yeah. I was just thinking about it when you look at the um, the playoffs. That we did in that season, we only scored one goal in open play in those <laughs> playoffs, and we got through on penalties. There we literally. go. It might come to that again, Ollie. This time, it might. It might. It's funny actually looking back <laughs> as I'm just thinking as you're saying that, um, Foxy, is that I think I don't know my age and I don't know I was in my early twenties, and I don't think I maybe appreciated how important that season, that playoff final was at the no. conference. I think looking back now, with a bit of hindsight, I think you know you appreciate how important that was. Um, and where we could be now. So yeah, I think that that playoff final for Stoke. Yeah, I think that's one that sometimes people people miss. So that's a yeah, that's a good point. I agree. It's very very pivotal. I think we should do a, maybe do a setup special on that game one day. And that, and or the, that the season maybe, Glenn. Yeah, that I think it's worth doing one day, Ollie. So put that in the to do file, and we'll come back to that. <laughs> um, and then obviously before we move on really to the games and stuff, it's quite interesting. Um, <clears> we still ask for all our guests to send over their best ever team, don't we? And um, we don't go in through it's quite as much detail now as we used to, but we do put it out on Twitter. But um, Rob's obviously got a, a team very few. I don't think I've seen saw any of these play. Obviously, I'm only I'm only 38. Um, but you've gone for Ken Mulhern in goal, um, Jake King at right back, with Nigel Pearson and David Linnigan as centre backs, and Paul Johnson at left back. I don't I'm not yeah, familiar with his yeah, work. Sweet um, left there we go. Yeah. And then central midfield, you've got Ross McLaren sitting behind Savio Irvine. But you did say to me they could potentially play as a central midfield too. And then Jerry Daly on one wing. Paul Maguire on the other wing, who I, who I know a lot of older town fans absolutely adored him, um, and then Alf Wood and John McGinley up front. And me and Ollie were looking at this before the podcast, and one of the things I noticed is there wasn't very many players from 1990 onwards. <laughs> right. Well, actually, um, it could have been because, well, first off, I'd say for the goalkeeper, it was either going to be Mark, Ken Mulhern or Bob Wardle. Yeah. Uh, and Ken, but Ken Mulhern was at the club for seven years, and to be honest, how 
team like shows we've got Ken Mullen in the first place is just <laughs> just a miracle really it wouldn't happen nowadays David Linnigan I mean he was the left-sided centre defence he ended up going to Ipswich for about 300 he made he, he was at Ipswich for 10 seasons wow. played in the played in the what's now the Premier the Division 1 of them and Nigel Pearson as you know he yep. he went to Sheffield Wednesday players all generally tended to move yeah. on and do well better. the thing is all the players went it's like Ross McLaren he was I mean, actually, on that, you've done that for... You could play a 3-5-2, because quite often Ross McLaren was used as a yeah, sweeper okay, there you go. at the back. So you could do that. Um, when you get to Sammy Irvine, I thought... Could, actually, going back to Ross McLaren, I did think I could put Abu Agogo in there. Ah, there you go. I really rate... I mean, Abu Agogo, he is, he is fundamental to this team. And you think, could he? But I don't know. I just... <laughs> maybe not... it's the age. It's the age. Sammy Irvine, um, I could have put could have put Ian Atkins in there yep, again. That's yep. before your time, Ian yeah, Atkins. He he scored what was it something like seventeen goals in eighty two wow. and went. He Jesus. played as a Sam um, Ian Atkins. He, he'd probably be my number twelve because oh, he could play at the back. He could play in midfield and he could play as a striker. And Sweet. that's why he went to Sunderland. And anyway, Sammy Irvine, as you know, he went to he went to Stoke and actually he he was in the seventy eight seventy nine season Stoke got promoted and Sammy Irvine was in that team yeah, okay. and he was only 24 and I don't know how well you know but he ended his footballing career by wrapping his TR7 oh god um, <laughs> round a tree in uh, oh, Shawbury no. oh. and, it, and it, it could have killed him actually but he ended his career and it, he was only 24 and he was, you know, Stoke were in the first division at that time. And Ollie, there's one of your favourites in there, old John McGinley playing in his garden. So there's at least one person you you were aware of in there, wasn't there? Yes, yeah, so yeah. Only really, there's only <laughs> I think I only yeah, must have only seen John McGinley play in the flesh of that team. Yeah, well, I yeah. nearly put Grant Holt in his place actually, because but a bit like John McGinley didn't play for the town for long, and neither did Grant no. Holt. And I nearly put Grant Holt in there actually, but. Just maybe because it was more present day, really. Yeah, so. class shines through, doesn't it? Just depending on how long you play for him. But strong team, as I say, it's difficult for me not having seen it to, to judge it. But you do hear about these classic names. And um, yeah, hopefully some of our older listeners have got a bit of joy out of listening to, to a strong a strong older team. But yeah, there we go. Hopefully we, we keep pushing on this season and uh, do something special. And there might be a few of this crop pushing into it. So yeah, I suppose there we go, Ollie. We've got to know Foxy a little bit. I guess we'll move on to something slightly less interesting, which is Shrewsbury Town uh, versus Milton Keynes on Saturday, which didn't sound like the greatest game. And I missed it. I was away on holiday, so yeah, Ollie, I'll, I'll move this one on to you. So yeah, we'll move on to the match action now. Paul Bradshaw saved uh, three penalties this season. Ian Atkins here has scored four out of the ten goals that he's got. This for one-one. Yes. With less than five minutes to go, Ian Atkins keeps Shrewsbury's hopes alive. So yes, on Saturday, uh, 5.30 kickoff, which is a bit different, um, Shrewsbury Town entertained MK Dons. Um, I had a bit of a different um, start to the game, actually, Glenn, this week. All right. Um, yeah, I um, went to the Prince of Wales, uh, met um, a fan, um, a guy who um, messaged on Twitter, um, and I've been chatting to quite a bit all season, a guy called Nath. So I met with him um, and, his, and his mates and his family and his, his father-in-law, and I went to the Prince of Wales and had the Prince of Wales pre-match experience, so that was fun. Mm, it's good, isn't it? In there, yeah. No, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was nice, and um, yeah, got the coaching, which drops you at the back of um, of the back of um, the West Stand. So that was very convenient. So yeah, good start okay. to the day. So that was as good as it got, was it, Ollie? Yeah. 
um, yeah, um, it was um, yeah. So towns attendance of six thousand five hundred. I think probably the only highlight of the game really was the town fans. Mm. Um, they were very good um, throughout the game. It was nil um, nil at half time and one nil to MK Dons in full time um, they, when they scored from the penalty spot. Um, and yeah, so obviously that closed um, the, f- the full season, uh, which meant that yeah. Town finished third with 87 points. And yeah, it's obviously mixed emotions, isn't it? It's been a fantastic season, um, but it's just a bit gutting when you realise that um, we were two points ahead of Burton when they got promoted. <laughs> and what a unique season it was with having Wigan and Blackburn, two powerhouses in our league. Quite a, an interesting season, but obviously we'll, we'll do the full season summary when we, when we do our um, extra, when we do our special podcast for the season yeah. review. And obviously the yeah. season isn't over yet but there's a few interesting points isn't there to kind of yeah I mean now we've finished the football league season it's probably worth just reflecting on the fact we finished in third place which is obviously the highest finish in the football league since 1988-89 when I think we got relegated out of what is the now the championship so you know huge credit for that um Dean Henderson's only the 13th Town player to be voted into the PFA team of the year so huge congratulations to him for that and um, that's quite an achievement there's only been 13 players and that's been going since sort of the the late 70s early 80s um which is Rubbish, really, that we've only had 13 players voted into it, but there we go. Um, highest ever average home attendance since 1979-80, where we've obviously had a, a plus 6,000 home attendance at the New Meadow for the first time. So we've been talking in the last few episodes, Rob, uh, about the attendances and the crowds going up a little bit. And it is good mm. to have seen the fact that the crowd have responded just that little bit more than we have seen at the New Meadow with this team that we've had this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been fantastic, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah. It, it, you still feel there's potential to get more than six and a half yeah, thousand yeah. but um, I do think we need a bit more on the, the match day experience but that's another that's another, <laughs> to, that's another topic that's really. another podcast that we'll probably it do says, one day yeah, um, yeah. and then yes and also I should just say in stats Ollie just to blow our own trumpet we had 710 listens last week on the podcast in the first week so that is the most listened to uh, podcast we've had so far in, in the first week so thanks to everyone for listening obviously it was Blackpool away and I think the, the, the fantastic atmosphere fantastic there day. did you go to that Rob? I did and, and to be honest I walked to the end and I just thought Everybody's going mad. <laughs> had a lot of alcohol and I had a bloody had a really good weekend. Really, yeah, it so, was, it yeah, was, and it yeah. didn't quite. It kind of carried on. I mean, we might as well talk about the crowd quickly, Ollie, because obviously we had the retro shirts day on Saturday, and um, I say I missed it. And from all my reports, there was a lot more inflatables there. A man dressed as a seagull, lots of retro shirts, and that did go very well, from what I've been told. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a good colour, but I think um, the warmth helped. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think we would have seen. We haven't seen a football shirt. I um, mean, the flesh for about uh, with the fans um, for about no. six, seven months. Um, so yeah, it was good. To, um, yeah, good to wear. And I wore one of my old black and white ones, not that old, but a couple of seasons ago. So oh, that yeah. was good. So yeah, I think. But interesting, interesting one, Glenn. I hear um, in terms of obviously our position. So um, this this rule wouldn't have come into play. Um, there's a rule in Italy which I think is quite interesting to discuss. So um, if the team that finishes third finishes ten points ahead of the team that finishes fourth in Italy, yeah. that team automatically gets promoted. So, wow. if, so if there's a ten point gap, you get promoted. If there isn't, then there is a playoff, um, yeah, which I think is quite a good rule. So now, obviously, we ended up on eighty seven points and seventy nine points. But it would be interesting yes. to what we potentially would have done if we would have had that promotion kind of carrot to go for. But I just heard that we on the rested and we wouldn't have rested players. No, we exactly. kept going and probably would have maintained that gap over Rotherham. So I heard that on the Galazzo podcast, which is an amazing podcast about Italian football. So yeah, I thought that was just worth sharing. Who played? So yeah, so you're talking of changes. Um, we kind of got closer to a kind of full strength team, really. Um, so Henderson was in goal. Bolton um, at right back. Sadler, Totes, um, and Beckles at the back four. So that was very um, normal. Godfrey, deep line playmaker. Sorry, deep line playmaker. Yeah, well, deep line playmaker, defensive midfielder. How you want to describe it? 
Then Worley, Nolan, Riley playing in, a, in an, an unusual central field place, and Isa playing on the left with Morris up front. It was interesting because we thought last week we'd play our strongest team, so to see yeah. Riley and, and Isa in there was quite interesting. And um, yeah, I don't know. You, I'll listen to what you guys made out in a minute, I suppose. Yeah. So what, what did you think of Foxy? Were you surprised by the starting lineup? Um, I thought it was a little bit stronger than I thought he was going to put. Um, I personally, I would have gone with McGilvery in goal. I, I've mm. got a thing now with, with regards Henderson, and I just think, well, he knows he's not going to be here next season. And I think McGilvery has has done well, and I just wonder whether and I, Paul Hurst might go with it yet. It's 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 one of those he might. I don't think he's hundred percent sure who he's going to put in goal yet. No. Um, Henderson didn't have much to do anyway. I mean, if you think the three shots that MK Dons had on target, two of them were just scuffed little <laughs> easy pickups anyway, which shows how how bad we were. In fact, that MK Dons didn't really threaten us at all anyway. Mm. Um, what about Issa? What, what, you know, yeah, I, and actually, I think that Issa. I wouldn't start him in the playoffs, but he's definitely a player you could yeah. bring on with twenty minutes to go. Interesting. Um, from my take, Riley. Now I thought Riley played really well when he gave, it was given a run in midfield against Peterborough, which we won three mm. one. Didn't do so well at Blackpool, but he put him out. I thought he did a decent job there, and I think without a go go, because because our players were saying earlier, I think set on the go go. You know the the squeeze. You know yeah, pressing the, the and everything. And I just think Riley will do more of job. The Morris in that, but I think Bryn Morris does got a, has got a little bit more quality when mm. it comes to the attacking play. So it'd be interesting what he goes with that. And actually, I'm going to say this: as to Carlton Morris, I wouldn't even, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him. I, I could see why he plays him because he probably thinks he holds the ball, but he's got no his, his confidence is down. Um, I'd probably go with Payne to be yeah. honest. Well, I, I think, think we know the answer to the question well. we're going to ask Rob about the playoffs later on. So we'll come back to that, Ollie. But <laughs> yeah. What actually happened in the game? Yeah, we'll come back to Riley and let's have a discussion about that at the end. So, yeah, there was not too many highlights in this game. The first half of town, I think, was better than the second. Henderson came out and had a bit of a dodgy clearance. Luckily, that didn't result in a goal. That would have been a bit of a classic town goal in the last half of the season, Glyn, where you know a bit of an error bouncing around. Scuffy was. That was poor. Um, and then MK Dons came into the game, had a bit of a tame effort from long range. Um, and then really for us, it was um, a couple of a couple of good corners from Wally, give him credit. Um, Bolton, Bolton was really close and Toto just couldn't really get on the end of a, a good, another good corner. Um, but I think the best bit of play from the full first half was um, a bit of link-up play with Nolan and Issa. And Issa ended up having a good shot and he's definitely got, a, obviously we all know he's got a good, um, you know, he's got a very powerful right foot um, and he, he pulled a good save from the goalkeeper. So, yeah, not too much to cheer about. The town fans are in good voice. Um, and, yeah, it was definitely one where the, t- the fans were keeping themselves entertained and there was not <laughs> a lot on the pitch to see. Oh, dear. I, I saw Issa's shot on the highlights. It was a real powerful Yeah, effort. it was good, we, wasn't we started it? started to see yeah. that more and more often. And I think, Rob, there's definitely a player there next season for oh, Paul Hurst or whoever's yeah. manager. I, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Oh, yeah, he, he's been a... Uh, yeah, I also think, actually, uh, Sam Jones is will be a good player yeah, for us go. as yeah. well. Okay. So there's two there. He's not going to... But I... I think he's got two there. Okay, there you go. If he's still there. And then into the second half, Ollie, it didn't quite go to plan, did it? And uh, I was talking to Rob beforehand and he wanted to ask you a question about uh, the penalty. So what were you going to ask Ollie? Well, I just got the feeling that had it been early in the season, we'd have gone one down with the penalty and we'd have really gone at it. Yeah. And I just got the feeling that the players just thought, well, 
we'll carry on the way we are and if we get a goal we get a goal if we don't we don't it doesn't matter <laughs> was that sort of, I got that feeling that was the way that, it was almost as if they were as, as disinterested as I was really oh dear uh, you don't go not to to win a game but they just there was no I think psychologically in their heads they probably think well I don't want to do something that doesn't he puts me out for next game I don't know but I just thought it was it was almost like we let the penalty and we accepted it and it, it just became a damn squib mm. to the end of the game it was extremely disappointing really. was, was, and you actually walked out the ground more worried than when you went in oh really. dear, oh dear. Was, that the, was that the vibe you got Ollie? yeah definitely <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah it was um it was a very very poor performance and yeah the def- it will come on to obviously in a bit more of the maybe the psychological side of going into the playoffs yeah. um, when we get to the pre bit but yeah, it was it was not good, and the players were playing it kind of like yeah in second gear, and there wasn't really much else to kind of get excited about um, the rest of the half. Um, so um, Rodders came on um, and had a long range effort. So Nolan came off on sixty five minutes sharp. So obviously that was to keep him fresh. Yeah, good. and then yeah, Toto had a, had a a decent header that was cleared away, um, and that was about it. It was mm. um, it was not uh, a game for neutrals. It was not uh, an entertaining game. Um, it was a bit of a it felt like very much like an end of season game, um, and I think if you'd kind of just transported someone there, and you know, you would have told this team's going into playoffs. I think you'd be very surprised. Mm. It was a bit, um, yeah, a bit disconcerting in, in the kind of the, the, the kind of the levels that we've shown. And you know, we, we had eight shots on t- eight shots, but only one on target. Um, and yeah, that just kind of sums up the game for me. Even though some of those shots that totaled in the eight were really long efforts and quite tame so yeah so um yeah not a lot of joy in this game if I'm honest no I mean I looked at the highlights and obviously saw uh, the, the bits there was and you know if we want to look at the penalty for example specifically god it, it was very clearly a penalty mm. yeah you know we've moaned about a lot of decisions in the last few weeks haven't we Rob but you couldn't really argue with that being a penalty no you couldn't I thought it was a shame because I thought apart from that I thought Toto yeah. looked more himself in that game than he has you know, I think the rest had done him good uh, and I thought Toto and Sadler were pretty Maybe. comfortable, really. So that that was a plus, I thought. But it's a shame about the penalty. Yeah, it's interesting because it obviously we've we've we now look back and think, oh, we only finished just behind. Um, uh, we finished second in the end. Uh, Black, we Black, Wigan won the league. Yeah, exactly. We didn't finish that far behind them. And, you know, if you'd have took the points from Milton Keynes and Berry that we should have probably took when we were playing that well, you know, we lost at Berry and lost at home to Milton Keynes and only drew with Berry at home, didn't we? And there's a few points dropped there against some of the poorer teams in this division. And, and that, that just really adds to it. But I suppose in the context of where we were last game of the season and everything, it's a bit of a an anomaly, really, isn't it? That, that game. And, um, yeah, it's a shame we couldn't do it and get to record points totals and all sorts. But, doesn't doesn't sound like it was too good and and the one thing I've had some feedback from and particularly from my brother who I saw today was pretty raging about it was obviously the the disappointment of the game but still there was a lot of fans there wanting to applaud the the, the team for the effort that they put in this season and how much joy they brought us um, and it felt a little bit like the sort of end of season lap of honour was a little bit bodged it took too long is what I've heard too long to come out yeah yeah it yeah. took for yeah. ages it, for me it was yeah. if I'm honest they were taking the um, the fans were waiting <laughs> there for ages and it just felt like yeah it just felt like there was unnecessarily long delay um and mm. people started leaving um, and then they kind of yeah just kind of sort of just kind of meandered around 
um, a bit full of themselves almost. But it was, yeah, it was a bit disappointing really because a lot of people stayed. Obviously, last season, Glenn, when me and you, when I met your parents, there wasn't yes. many people there then. You know, there were, no, but, there but there was a good number this this time. And I think, they, yeah, for me, I'm just a bit disappointed considering the time as well. If you've got kids and you've got to try and get back, you know, it was near yeah. eight o'clock by, um, by the time they all came yeah. out. And yeah, it just seemed a bit, yeah, I think they should have been a bit sharper and got out a bit quicker. Well, you're right because there was quite a few I noticed got fed up awaiting and just went. And yeah. they were more, they, actually, they were old. Older, older guys who did that I thought, oh, I'm going and yeah that's it. and it, you know you'd think well maybe they should have just done it afterwards but Straight away. but yeah. I think what they tried to do is they wanted MK Dons to get off a pitch and <laughs> after doing theirs and ain't but they could have could have made an exception and got out a lot quicker but yeah because it's what you would have wanted going into the playoffs and from everything I've been told as well the crowd sounded fantastic you can all, all you can hear when MK Dons score on the highlights is the Shuva Town fans chanting it's really weird yeah. you can't hear a cheer you can just hear the Town fans chanting and it sounds like they were brilliant you know yeah. they kept getting behind the team and there was a real period at 60 to 75 minutes where everyone was chanting but you would have wanted the players to sort of feel that as their little send off to the playoffs wouldn't you they wouldn't want it to come out and be a little bit of a damp squib and I don't know whether that's what it felt like to you two but um, yeah maybe, maybe they could have planned that a little bit better but um, maybe maybe we're just picking yeah it was, it was a nice moment it was nice and I, I posted that for the full video out um, on the on the Salakast Twitter account and I put it on Facebook yeah. as well so if anyone wants to watch it but yeah it was a long wait um, and it felt yeah it was just a bit annoying it just could have been a bit quicker but anyhow okay. anyhow there we go yeah um, I'm very surprised by uh, Foxy's top three um, <laughs> incredibly surprised okay. so I'll do mine and then yeah we can have a discussion so I went Sadler first Godfrey um, second I thought Godfrey had a decent game um, and had a lack of support and then Henderson um, I just thought I didn't really know else to put because everyone else played quite poorly if I'm honest so I think Godfrey didn't have any support and there was numerous times that Sadler and Godfrey had the ball and there was no one to pass to well, what, you, what you just said then was what Foxy said to me before when he was talking about his top three saying it was very, very difficult to pick was, a top yeah. three because I, I amazed you've put Godfrey in there because I thought he was <laughs> awful. I, I, he was not. He just didn't do. Couldn't do a thing right in. But at least game, he tried. Thought, really. Like I'm, I'm really surprised you got Riley in there. Well, I'll 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 explain that. I'll Go on, do your top do your top three first, and then we'll have well, an I, argument. I, I mean, right. Well, I, I put Toto in because I think he had the injury, and he, to be honest, even until he'd had the rest of the last couple of games, yeah, he didn't look like the Toto we'd know. He, you know, he wouldn't put his head in in a cement mixer or whatever. And I just thought, <laughs> I thought on on Saturday he was more back to himself. That's good to hear. Apart from the penalty, which yeah. was, yeah, that, that was a shame for that. And and I thought Sadler was, um, I wouldn't say he did anything brilliant, but he was just Tommy. what Matt Sadler is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason I probably went for Riley is that I think that Paul Hurst is looking to bridge the gap left by a go-go. And I think he probably thinks that Morris isn't going to do what a go-go does mm. and I and when they had the Peterborough game Riley put Riley in the midfield and I thought he did a good job when he, he was on in the Peterborough game yeah, he was okay, and man. I thought he did a, a similar one he did a lot of what isn't noticed really and I thought he, he worked hard in that game and I know he got the injury at the end but you know when I look at all the others for example I thought Bolton was seemed to me at, at the back here I thought he was rusty I thought Omar Beckles had his probably poorest game at left back oh, for no. some time. Oh no, I missed it. He, you know, whatever he did, any pass was misplaced or he, oh, did, no. he didn't seem to be, be on it. Uh, and, you know, I'm looking at, I, I thought, yeah, Sean Wally probably could have to me. You, you're right, Ollie, he put some, he put some better corners in, you know. When it's not our strongest point putting corners no, in, really, but he, he did all right, really. 
So it's um, more a case of Obson's choice. I, I thought Colton Morris was. <laughs> I, I, I think he needs to be arrested. I wouldn't start him in the playoff. Mm. That, we'll come game. back to that, Foxy. You know, no, yeah, 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 so I think it was. It sounds more like you know a third place is always very difficult to pick, isn't it, Ollie? When we've had a poor performance, so throw him a bit of throw him a bit of benefit of the doubt. Yeah, no, <laughs> Riley was awful. <laughs> he was hiding. So whenever whenever Sadler or Bolton or anyone got the ball, he never showed once. Whenever we were taking the goal kicks, he was hiding right next to their fullback, close enough to our winger, so he wouldn't get the ball. There were so many times Godfrey or Sadler or Toto got the ball, and it was highlighted even more when Lowe was on the pitch because he was doing the same thing. None of them were showing. So obviously, when we've played to our strengths, we've had um, we've had Nolan, um, Godfrey, and Gogo or Morris, you know, and they mm. want the ball, but but Riley just wasn't after the ball at all. And he made a couple of tackles, but you know, he was. I felt he I felt he looked a bit lost, if I'm honest. Um, Nolan was poor. Nolan was poor as well. Didn't really get involved in the game, but yeah, I totally agree with Morris. Morris had one of the worst games I've seen him for, since Christmas. Oh he was, he was, and you can tell a player struggling when he's whinging at the ref a lot. Now the ref wasn't giving him a lot, but the amount of his whinging was um, was yeah was not good. So yeah, it's um it's it's a bit concerting, but it is. We'll come to that in a minute. But yeah, as I say, the Riley thing's weird, Ollie, because you know he's probably never really played central midfield in his career. I'd imagine no. he's always been a defender. So it is a very weird left field thing for Hurst to be trying out at this stage. I suppose nothing ventured, nothing gained. Really, that's the one thing he can say. But you know whether he does, you know, go for something mad like Riley playing centre midfield in a in a hugely important what he's described the most important game of his career, hasn't he? It'd be a bit of an odd choice, wouldn't it? But we'll come to playoffs in a minute. He we'll, probably will go with. Oh, what do yeah. you think, Ollie? Do you think he'll go with Morris? Uh, of course, he never play. Yeah. There's no chance he can play <laughs> Riley there. If he does, he, he he's shooting himself in the foot. So yeah, so um, so BBC Shropshire started asking about Charlton games. Obviously, said Charlton will be tough, and we've beaten each yep. other, whatever that counts for. So again, this underlining comment about these games don't matter, and the season is gone now. Um, so he said we've got to be excellent. We've got to have an excellent performance, and we have to give it everything. Um, today's game, all right, in bits. Today means nothing. He said. Um, he said he wanted to get to ninety points, but it hasn't happened. But it's still been an excellent season. So yeah. So again, this underlining point about you know the last few games are, are meaningless which takes us obviously onto the playoffs yeah so I think we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the playoffs in a, in a separate little section now Ollie and uh, yeah and we'll, we'll come and have a chat about what everyone's going to do they have another corner second in quick succession here it comes from Tolly Tinson's in there could break for Dobby yeah! and he scores Dwayne Dobby hammers the ball into the roof of the net all the shot couldn't deal with a corner and it's so obviously, following the the, uh, the defeat against Milton Keynes, it was it was known, wasn't it? It was going to be Charlton in the playoffs. Um, could have been Scunthorpe, but ended up being Charlton. And so yeah, we will be going down to London uh, this Thursday. Not much not much time to wait. And then yeah, we'll be playing at home on Sunday, won't we? So we certainly get the playoffs out of the way quite quickly. Um, so yeah, I suppose the first question to ask everyone in, in the podcast tonight is. Are you going to be going to that first leg, and will you be going to second leg as well? I guess. Yeah, so I'm I'm tempted to go. I'm kind of sixty forty as this moment right now. Um, I've got an opportunity to stay with a mate of mine, listen Lewisham, so that would okay. that would save me a bit of time, and then I'd probably just drive back in the morning. Um, so I'm down in London anyway. So I think there's a good chance I'll go. I've already bought my ticket for Sunday for the home leg, but I'm yeah, I'm I'm unsure at the moment. Um, yeah, whether I go or not. Yourself. I'm going to be going uh, to both legs. I've, my mum bought me a ticket while I was going on holiday this week, so cheers, mum. And um, I'm going up and get my home ticket tomorrow, just before the the season ticket sale uh, sort of runs out. So, yeah, I, I expect you, Foxy, you're, you're going to be going to the home leg, aren't you? But you might not be able to make the away leg. Um, I'd love to get to the the away leg, Should but it's, it's a it's a time I'm a bit yeah, tied up with 
getting there, you know, you got to get away at one o'clock, yeah. and, and that's the difficulty the with day. me getting there. I'm not worried about the the getting back afterwards and feeling tired the next day and all that. <laughs> that doesn't bother me. But um, it's a shame, though, isn't it? It's, 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 um, yeah. I've been to pretty much most of the away games this season no, as well, go. really. No. So, and we could just need a performance like we had at Charlton in the league. We do, don't we? And so, yeah. So, mine might see you there, Ollie, and um, it starts us to think of it. So, one of the things I was thinking of doing, Ollie, is, is you know, between the three of us, and I'm sure this is what all Town Bound fans will be doing, is maybe just going through our standard formation and saying. You know, we're probably all agreed on certain positions, aren't we? But let's should we just go through the team one by one and sort of have a little debate yeah. about who's going to play? Because we start in goal. Now, you know, Foxy's just said he'd probably play McGivillery. There's a lot of fans who say that, you know, that's mad, we should play Henderson. So let's have a show of hands. You know, Ollie, who would you go for in goal? Henderson. Foxy? I'd probably go with McGilvery. I'm so, I'm so 50-50 on it. That's the interesting thing, isn't it? And There's nothing, not much in it, really. There's not, isn't there? Not much in it. I've, I've chopped and changed on it, really. Yeah. Truth, Keeper of the season? Yeah, exactly. And I said McGivillery last week. I think I'd go for him. But now, I'm sort of settled down from sort of Blackpool and what had happened there. I think I probably would stick with Henderson just because I, I do like will. that first choice goalkeeper. I think yeah. Hurst will stick with Henderson. But there's a debate to be had, isn't there, Ollie? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think McGilvery's done fantastic. But it is a small pool of games, and there's a reason yeah. why the management team keep picking Anderson. So I think Anderson yes, will start. Yeah. Okay, and then you've got obviously at right back. We're not going to be changing anything in the back, really, are we? We're going to probably be playing Bolton at right back. Yeah. You know, you're going to play Sadler, Totes, centre backs, yeah. and you're going to play Beckles left back. So there's nothing yeah. going to shock us in the defence. No, no, totally agree with that. Um, I just hope that Bolton can get back to some of his form. Paul has talked a lot, a lot about this season, doesn't he? About players t- taking a risk and passing yeah. the ball. And if Bolton just continues to um, artillery fire the ball at the pitch, we've got no chance. So I really hope he can get back to his best form where he'd be a bit more composed and pass the ball. So I think he's the only person for me that is a bit of a weak link. The other three have been excellent um, for a long time now. Yeah, it's good that Riley's fit, even if he doesn't play central. Yeah, he's an option, isn't he? He's an option who's probably a little bit more attack-minded, I would suggest. Yeah, definitely. That's a a 50-50 call as well. And then we get into midfield, really, where we'll split this into the central midfielders and we'll come to that in a minute. But we've got the wingers. So, you know, for months and months, you know, six months now, we would have been banging on and it would have been Wally on one wing. Robin on the other wing. That would have been nailed on with it. Has anyone got a, an argument for playing Issa in these games? I wouldn't start no, him. I no, I th- I'd okay, bring him no. off the bench. I think I'd go for um, for for Wally and Rodders. It just makes you question about what's happened with Thomas because Hurst wanted him so much. That's a, that's a, yeah. Well, we talked about this last week or the week before, didn't we? About potentially has there been a falling out or something? You do hear a few rumours, but we, we can't you know spread rumours too much. But it does seem strange that he wanted him so much and he hasn't featured Rob. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with that. As much as he's rated. Even from his very first games, for me, he overran the ball a bit. He's very much a, a solo player, Correct. isn't he? Really? Yeah, that's what we've said. And um, I think that might be a bit. Again, he's another. You, you, I think you look at um, Issa and, and um, Thomas. They're both good players to bring on with maybe twenty yeah, minutes yeah. to go, aren't they? Really better than newer. <laughs> but I wouldn't move away from the Rodman Wally. Yeah, no, agree with that. So I think that means we're pretty much sorted for sort of goalkeeper, defence and uh, your wingers. And But it's the next three, sort of two positions really. The central midfielders and the strikers that are the biggest debate point, aren't they really, for fans? And, you know, you've got we're going to go and play through midfielders. I can't see us not playing our usual formation. You know, Godfrey and Nolan are nailed on to start, aren't they? But it's yeah. that, that third place. And we've just discussed Riley. You've obviously got Bryn Morris um, or you've got potentially 
obviously a, a, a left field Sam Jones playing a little bit more advanced. So, you know, uh, is anyone thinking outside of Bryn Morris? Do you think any? You know, I'm pretty sure Bryn Morris will get that nod in the end. But is is, is anyone else got a disagreement with that? No, I think you'll definitely play. I think I think Nolan had his rest um, before. Then obviously Bryn played in the Blackpool game, so I think this was just his rest game. Yeah, and you've you've seen it a bit in Sam Morris and what you said before, Foxy. But you don't think he'll get a nod anywhere? No, I I think he'll he'll. As much as like I said, I, I think he's he's tried out with with Riley in the midfield, and mm. I'm not saying he may not. He might, you know, you don't know. Somebody might get injured. Yeah, he might yeah, have yeah, to put yeah. him in there, yeah. so he's he's covered that. But yeah, I think he he'll go with Morris, Nolan, and and Godfrey, and uh, and that, I can't see any can't see him doing anything else. No, it's, it'd be strange, wouldn't it? And then strikers, obviously, Carlton has been getting the nod in the last few games, but not scoring and. Um, Payne's obviously not bang. He's obviously top goal scorer, but then not featured very much recently. So, yeah, let's just again go round. So, Ollie, who who would you start from? Payne, Foxy, and I would start Payne, but I don't think he will. I think he'll start Morris, and I, I think Payne as well. But I I also agree with Foxy. I think Morris will start, but I do think if we're we're looking for goals, you've got to go for Payne. He, he just seems more likely, and I know he's gone through a real bad spell as well. And we've been looking at his one on ones, which he's not yeah. particularly effective at. Um, obviously, he got a goal the other week, but it took a huge deflection and. Um, you know, at least he's got goals this season. If you go into the playoffs with your main target man striker, and we we talk about all the work he does for Ball Morris, and it is fantastic, and he's had a good season. But to only score six goals in the league all season, it, you know, all the other playoff teams will be going in to those playoff games with a striker up front that scored at least double that. Yeah. And that that's and who a would you concern, want? Isn't it? You got you got you got a choice. You got you, you know, Shrewsbury Town striker is running down a goalkeeper. He's got a one on one with the keeper. Who would you rather have? I'd rather have Payne in that position. I'm not saying he's going to definitely score. He's a League One striker, you know. He's not definitely going to score, but I'd I'd have more confidence in Payne scoring in that position than, than Morris. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting because we have played to Morris's strengths for months now, haven't we? You know, we've we've gone with that style of using him as the target man and hoping he'll get up there and get in the box, but if not, relying on someone else to chip in with a goal. But I, I don't know. It, it, you know, that's the biggest question, isn't it, for Hurst? I suppose is um, is the striker, and it's going to be fascinating to see what he goes with because these are the teams that you know are the the crunch team now, aren't we? They've done well for, you know, we've played what is it, sixty two games this season. That by the end of the playoff games, if we don't get to the final, sorry, sixty one games, sixty two if we get to the final, which is the most games we've ever played in one season in the club's history, which is amazing, mm-hmm. really. Um, so you see, well, we got jaded a little bit towards the end, but these are the games now where you've got to have your best team step up, and you can't be messing around with it. So yeah, fair, fair enough. That's what pay Hursty the big dollars for aren't we so if you if we go with that team we've just talked about then what are, what are we predicting for the first leg Ollie what do you, you think is going to happen oh I really don't know I have no idea <laughs> I'd have no idea when we played them um, at home um, Charlton didn't play very well but we were awful obviously when we played them at their place we were fantastic we were um, but then yeah. Ogogo had one of his best games yeah that's um, true and he's missing we rode our luck a bit at the beginning as well yes. didn't we yes we first did. 10 minutes they were, their crowd were right Henderson behind them kept they? us in it yeah and Nolan was really good in that away game as well. He was fantastic. Yeah, so. Nolan run the show. He was well. He was really good. But um, yeah, they, they're missing a couple of key players. I'm chatting to my mate. Um, but I just I don't know. I just I don't know. I'm just I'm just a bit concerned. You've got to predict something, Ollie. You can't just keep saying I don't know. <laughs> a draw, then I think maybe we will draw Ooh. the first game. Uh, okay, that's that's optimistic, isn't it? I mean, what about you, Foxy? What do you think will happen? You're worried. We were talking about this before. You're I a bit worried, think, aren't you? I think we'll get done two-one. That wouldn't be too bad. Um, well, I'd like to think we'll get a draw out of it. Mm. I hope I'm totally wrong and we get something like a 2 0 away win. But at the moment, I, I just can't see us scoring many goals, mm. really. And I think Agogo is so pivotal to the way we've played during the season, and it's, it's a massive loss for yeah. us. Yeah. But uh, we, we, the thing is, though, we need a bit of we need a bit of luck. 
as well. Mm, yeah, there. at the right we times. Need, we need it, you know, and we're due a bit. We've got to be due some luck of decisions, <laughs> especially off the official. Yeah, that's draw, very true. It's very true. And I, I, I think we'll probably end up getting a draw, Ollie, but I think that our record of games on TV, they're, ne- they're always low-scoring games, pretty much every game we've had on TV over the years. And I know that doesn't really make much difference because, obviously, it's a TV game. It doesn't have any bearing on the game. But, um, you know, these playoff games are normally quite tight affairs most of the time. So I, I'll go for my prediction of nil-nil, Ollie, but... Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens, won't we? Yeah, yeah, we'll have to go and see. It's um, and interesting that takes us to um, the kind of the debate, isn't it? That that um, Doigi and both Hurst have been saying that the playoffs is almost like a completely separate tournament, and how yeah. you perform in that tournament is irrelevant to the rest of the season. Me and Bex were chatting about this um, over lunch, and I was saying to him, "You know, do you think players players can do that?" And Bex always thinks of it from a psychological point of view. Do you understand why the players would have dropped their form, but um, with the games not being important? But you know, can they all of a sudden just turn on a switch and get back onto it? That's for me. I think that's that's the key, isn't it? Can the team, after having this gap of obviously disappointment and not automatic, these games that have meant nothing, can they now? Go you know from training tomorrow, really just ratchet it up and really go for it. I think that that's the key question, and that's going to drive our performance, irrelevant obviously of Charles' performance. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because fans have got a very different view of it, haven't they? That Paul Hurst can keep saying that over and over again, but the fans have just watched the last five six games and since Wembley, and that that has chipped away at fans' confidence, despite how amazing everything's been. And, and we'll come to the end of season awards, which me and Foxy went to in the week, and it was a very uplifting thing, but. You know, having seen what's happened, it has sort of made people start to panic about the playoffs a lot more. You obviously will be worried about the playoffs always because it is a bit of a lottery sometimes. But yeah, I don't know. The, the thing about Hurst and Doig, you know, I get the feeling whatever happens, they'll get them up for it and they'll be competitive and they'll fight and they won't leave anything out there. They're not going to turn in a, an MK Dons like performance like you guys have just talked about. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be enough to get them over the line. What, what do you feel about Foxy? Do you think that you know, there is something in it that we, we were... Well, I, I mean, I was at the do and I had, uh, funny enough, Carl Morris on our table. And oh, Dean yeah, Anderson. OK. Talking to them, you could see that they, they're well up for it. Yeah, good. They are, you know, they they're deter- they they seem confident enough that they can... you you got that feeling that they feel confident they can. They seemed actually more confident than what I, I felt, really. But <laughs> as town fans gone through it with so many disappointments over the year, we, we probably precondition ourselves. Yeah, that's very true. We, really. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think um, they'll definitely be up for it. But um, they need to be more than up for it. They need to, they need to do it. That's the thing. And it's interesting, Ollie, isn't it? You know, you come, you come for this whole long season, and basically, you know, we, we'll talk about the final minute if we were to get there. But it all comes down to four days, doesn't it? You know, Thursday to Sunday. It's not a long break. It's quite an incredibly intense period as, as a football manager and a football player, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely so intense. I don't think we'll be able to get a pod in in that gap. So we'll uh, probably oh, no. just go do both games um, afterwards. But um, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be. Yeah, it's it's like a mini, mini, mini World Cup, isn't it? You know, it's just basically two games to find your whole season um, and it's been interesting to see how the players react I've just got this horrible feeling that I'm going to slog my way around the N25 get all the way to the ground and then yeah it's just going to be a massive disappointment oh, but but yeah it, it's it's interesting isn't it that the, the players are more optimistic than the fans and, and that's the least, yeah, at least yeah. that's the right way around I suppose they've got no reason to not be optimistic you know other than the last couple of month, you know month or so where you know four or five of the games were a bit of a, of a, a no, no competition really they've they've had within every reason to think they're the third best team in this division they've, they've still finished in third and well ahead yeah, of a lot of these teams are. so you know why would they not be confident it's funny we you know talk about the playoffs and we've, we've, we've gone through the semi-final and you get to the final and interestingly um, Foxy was just saying to me before about how he's more confident about winning in Wembley this time which <laughs> yeah I, I actually think that 
the the obstacle this time is getting over the the semi final. Yeah, really, yeah. I actually think if they get to Wembley this time, I think now, especially with the players having gone there in in the other competition and mm. and they right, didn't perform on the day, but I just think they they've got that moment of Wembley out of their system. I actually think they. I just got a feeling you got to win. We've got to win there sooner. Than <laughs> we keep saying surely, that, though. you know. Right? But I actually think no. I think they'd. Um, I think you'd make my uh, wedding day quite enjoyable, wouldn't it, Glenn? If for me and you were jumping in with each other on the dance floor. Um. Are you get? Are you getting married? On? Are you having a wedding? I'm not invited, have I? <laughs> oh dear! I'm just telling all my friends and family about it again today. But uh, I wouldn't miss your wedding for the world, Ollie. Even if it was the one time we won at Wembley, I would be toasting, toasting you and your wife, and toasting Paul Hurst at the same well, time. Well, exactly, Glenn. And let's be honest: we've been there four times. We've lost. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a good thing that we stay away. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. Maybe, yeah, maybe with a curse. We have been saying that, haven't we? But um, there we go. We'll have to see what happens this week, won't we? It's going to be a very, very tense, nervous, worrying, exciting, potentially brilliant week. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. And that's the nature of being a football fan. And at the end of the day, you know, we've had this amazing season. And, and this is what we want as Sheepstown fans. We want to be involved in things at the end of the season. And we want to have that excitement and, and that feeling that we're involved. So, yeah, it, it's going to be brilliant, right, Foxy. Yeah. Can I add with one <laughs> stat? And I only looked at it this afternoon and I just quickly converted the points from when 78-79 yeah. and obviously shows we got um, 61 points and I worked it if you work it out the points we got one point more this season wow. if we converted it to two points yeah. we'd have had 62 points wow. Fair play. so it was one point more this season than when we went up as yeah. champions in 78-79 so it's just another thing that makes you think we just do deserve it don't we because we talk about the spirit of 79 and if we were to get over the line this year people will talk about this season for 10, 20, 30 years down the line like we talk about that season so I just hope it happens but um, there we go we'll leave, we'll leave the predictions and, and playoffs a little bit it was just worth really mentioning the end of season awards yeah. that happened obviously we had the fans awards early last week and then we had the black tie event um, I think it was was it Saturday night or, or Sunday night I can't quite remember I was away but um, essentially the same players won all the trophies at both events <laughs> so for player of the season John Nolan basically swept up every single award. Yeah, um, and Ryan Jervis dropped a boo-boo <laughs> in the interviewing, which was quite funny because Carlton Morrison and Dean Henderson were in were in stitches when <laughs> Nolan, um, Ryan Jervis he said um, he says oh um, what's been different with your performances this season to last of which Nolan says uh, well I wasn't here last season so you didn't see me <laughs> yeah it was and, interesting uh, and Carlton and Dean Henderson they loved that and they and every time. Um, Nolan went up for his awards. They were just uh, laughing. He, he didn't want to talk, Nolan. It was really funny yes. after the first interview, and he picked up like what four or five more yeah. awards. He was just he was having none of it. He was quite funny because the players um, were giving him um, abuse. I just think that he didn't want to answer any well, questions. Well, no, when he came up for the second one, and uh, Ryan held out the microphone, and he says, "No, it's all right." He walked, <laughs> walked off. He's like, "I haven't got anything so else to say." So the players all found that very funny as well. <laughs> so um, yeah, and and we should just talk about the event really before I come to some of the other awards. But it was the, the one we went to was the fans one, and it was run by the sports parliament for the first time, obviously since the sad passing away of Chris Smith. Um, and there were some touching moments there where there's a new Chris award, Chris Smith Award for for the fan um, that's sort of done stuff for the club and and and, and been someone that's sort of in the same mould. And that was a really nice moment, but. It, it was good actually what the sports parliament did I thought they, they had a nice sort of video packages there was underlying music so it didn't get too eggy when the players wanted to meet people there was players on every table yeah. so everyone that was there really got a good interaction with the players that were on their table some of them were a bit more effervescent than others from, I've heard but that's footballers and people for you I suppose um, and and it, and it went down really well I thought we, we did a bit of live coverage on the Blue and Amber Twitter account and um, 
you know, everyone I talked to, obviously I met Foxy there and you were quite glowing about it. It was it was a good night overall, wasn't it? It was a very good night. Yeah, yeah. it was. And yeah. Um, yeah, so as a first guest, and, a, and a, sorry, first go at an event like that for the Sports Parliament, I thought, um, yeah, credit deserves to go to, and it wasn't just Mike and Roger this time, I believe Chris Wynn helped and um, and Helen, who also works on the Sports Parliament, should get some credit as well. And also, obviously, the OSC guys, uh, Simon Moore, I know, was involved in a lot of it. So, yeah, credit to everyone that did it, and, and Brian as well. Um, but yeah, back to the awards. Dean Henderson won the young goalkeepers. Well, won the young goalkeeper. Won the young player of the season award um, at both events, I believe. Um, the goal of the season was an interesting one. And I thought I'd just ask you guys what you thought because at the fans won, uh, Rodman at Charlton won it, and at the black tie event, Wally MK Dons won it. So, which side would you guys sit on? Well, I voted for Rodman. There you the... go, and he won. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Wally? Rodder's away at Charlton. I think was the best goal of the season. Just the way that ball flew was fantastic. Yeah, it was. I was surprised that Wally's won at the, the Black Tie event, but I think at the fans won, Ollie, when um, when Rodman got the award, Wally was a bit like, you know, it should have been my award. He was like head in his hands and stuff, so maybe maybe they took a bit of pity on him that he hadn't got an award that season. So who knows? There we go. Um, and Omar Beckles got a community uh, man of the season at the Black yeah. Tie event, and he spoke really well at the fans he award did. tonight, I yeah. thought, and um, he, he was really good. Um and yeah, there was, a, there was a couple of other funny moments. Um, obviously, Paul Hurst wasn't at the fans one because he was he'd gone to scout. Um, was it? I think it was Scunthorpe versus Plymouth, wasn't it? The game that was on TV, and he had his scouting ended up with him doing the pundits' job. And when Ryan Jarvis asked him whether he'd been texting Doigie during the event to let him know what was going on, Doigie just basically deadpan went, "No, I think he's just counting the money that Sky TV paid him," which which is brilliant <laughs> to be honest with you. And then Brian did his little speech as well, uh, Brian the CEO, and uh, he confirmed to the whole room that he'd fixed my leak, Ollie, which obviously I mentioned on the podcast pretty much every week. So you can't get away with it now. He's, he's mentioned it so um, fingers crossed yeah there we fingers go fingers crossed it hasn't happened <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it has yet there we go but it, but the whole night was brilliant and um my mum went to the black tie event ollie and i was talking to her today and she said that went down really well and um, there were some really funny moments i believe the players were uh, taking the mick out of lewis cox and stealing his glasses and toto there's a photo of toto with lewis cox's glasses on so it was obviously a riotous event but um yeah nice for the fans and, and the players to interact at the end of the season and show that appreciation and uh yeah, I guess that's probably a good place to leave it, Ollie. It's, appreciation is a good word to leave it on. Yeah, it? definitely. It's, it's been a fantastic season. And obviously, um, whatever happens, we obviously can discuss that, can't we? You know, end the season yeah. review. It's been a good season. And yeah, hopefully the boys can, uh, yeah, one last push, two games, and then, yeah, an opportunity to um, to make some history. Yeah. And so I believe that. I'd say thanks to Foxy for joining yeah, us. I apologise because yeah. I invited Foxy on last season, Ollie, and I forgot about it. And it's only because he collared me at the Supporters Parliament uh, End of Season Awards that I said, uh, you, you come you, on. You bottled it because you, <laughs> you didn't want me to talk about Jason Lutwire. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You bottled it. He, had, he it. had some strong opinions on Jason Well, that he was terrible. Liked, Ollie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you you would have agreed with it. So, um, yeah, thank you for coming on, Foxy. And we'll get you on again next season, hopefully, um, when we're in the Championship. So, yeah, thank you yeah. to everyone for listening and we'll catch you next Sunday.